Welcome to the podcast, Happy and Single. I'm your host, Joseph Anderson. You can find me on Instagram at the It's Possible Guy. And you can find our podcast Instagram at Happy and Single. Now, today is episode 72. And, and before, before I say the, what the name of the episode is, I had a, a huge request for each of you that listen to this, especially the ones that have listened to it a lot. If you would be willing to go on, you know, and give the podcast a, a five-star review and on whatever podcast you listen to, that would be super helpful. And that would help a lot of other people see it as well. You know, if you want to, you can put, you can put a long, uh, long testimonial on there. And, and if not, you can just put a super short one or you can even just put stars. But if you'd be willing to do that, that would help a lot more people to hear this podcast. Now, the name of this podcast is How Do I Change My Habits? You know, where this podcast comes from, I, I had a, a, a man that was talking to me and just asking, you know, they, they've been struggling with certain habits for quite a while. And they're trying to in- install new habits into their life. And so I thought this would just be a, like a fun exploration. But before we get into that, like what even is a habit? Well, as I think about it, I, I look at a habit as something that we've just continued to do for a really long time. And I think a lot of times our, our habits don't even necessarily bring us joy anymore. You know, and I take that back because I, I have a habit of going to the gym. And so I guess that would be more of a good habit. And I have other habits in my life that haven't served me. Now, I want you to take a moment. And I want you to just think about one of those quote unquote habits in your life that hasn't served you. A habit is not a life sentence. Just because you've chosen to live your life for a certain way for a long time, if it is a habit that you want to change, that is always available to you. I mean, and what a habit really is, it's almost like this label. It's like we take these ideas, we take these things that we do, and then we turn them into things. And so one of the things as I was as I was exploring this idea that came up for me was one of the habits that I've actually had for a really long time. You know, I've I've played video games for pretty much since they came out. Well, at least since they came out on computer. And even before then, I guess Super Mario was probably the first video game I ever played. And so I've played for a really long time. Now, generally not hours and hours a day, but quite often, probably at least an hour a day. And it was interesting because just recently, I had this thought of, so I was playing, one of the games I've been playing lately is Madden. So Madden's a football game, but they also have this mode that you can basically build your own team called Madden Ultimate Team. And so you play these challenges, and after you play the challenges, you get tiny little coins, and the more challenges you play, the better the rewards get. 
up to like some really good players. Now, the interesting thing about this is I would play quite a bit because, you know, you want to get that next player. You want to get the, the better guy. And then it dawned on me as I was just sitting here probably a few weeks ago that it was like, oh, I, I'm, I'm using video games to get this sense of achievement. There's something about achieving things in our lives that oftentimes makes us feel good. And I was using that for that. However, when you really look at what I was achieving, to give you an idea, quite a few of these challenges are basically a level 77 of, of bad guy, per se. And my team was like a 93. So these challenges aren't hard. It actually takes more time often to load the next challenge than it does to almost beat it. But you keep going, you keep going because you get these extra coins you, and you get these extra players. And then you're like, oh, I have to finish it by this certain time or I don't get this guy. But for the sake of what? What was I playing for? I mean, if every challenge that I play just gives me a player and I don't really care about playing online against other people with my ultimate team because last time I tried, they killed me. <laughs> like, just obliterated so bad that they were either cheating or they were really, really, really good. And it wasn't fun in the slightest. So I want you to think back to your challenge. The thing that you've had a habit of doing for a really long time. Now, I also want to say, like, video games aren't necessarily bad. But they do have something built into them. They are, they are built like an addictive drug. They give you just enough to stay going to the next level, to the next level, to the next level, to the next level, until you pause and just say, where am I going? Why am I doing this? With your habit, like, for the sake of what? I was doing it to get fake rewards and to get a false sense of achievement so I could feel good. You know, it's funny because last night, um, I haven't, I don't think I've played games at all like this entire week. And last night, my team happened to lose pretty bad. It was a BYU Cougars and they played a basketball game and, and their guys, like they showed up the game before that, but they just didn't show up. Side note, if you do know any of the Cougars, give them, give them my podcast because I would love to work individually and, and help them become a dominant team next year. Anyways, that, that, that put aside there, I was bombed. I was, I was bombed and I was kind of a bit sad that my team lost. And you know what the first thought I had was? Oh, let's go play a video game. And I didn't. And it was funny because at first the thought looked real. And then it just didn't. I mean, it was like I, I was able to slow down enough and, it's, and realize, oh, my team lost. And so I want to go play to get a, 
a false sense of achievement. So I feel good again. However, we, we experience low moods and high moods. Now, a lot of times when, well, I'll, I'll finish my story and I'll come back to what I'm talking about here. I just simply realized that I was kind of a bit in a low mood. And simply by noticing that and noticing that I really had no desire to play video games and there was other things I actually had to get done that were really important, my mood eventually came back up. You know, our moods are, are they're like the tide. You would never go yell at the ocean, it's a low tide, what is wrong with you? You would never do that. But we do it with ourselves all the time. Instead of understanding that we, the same as the ocean has, a low tide and a high tide, we simply have low moods and we have high moods. When we simply recognize and notice that, our feelings adjust by themselves. Now let's go back on a let's go back on a field trip to your elementary school days, or maybe even junior high days, or maybe even yesterday. And I want you to remember a time that you mixed oil and water. If you continue to stir oil and water. You can keep them together. However, if you simply let them be, the oil eventually rises up to the top of the water. What most people don't know is that's the same way that we work. We have moods, and if we just notice, oh, I'm in a low mood right now. It doesn't mean anything about me. It doesn't mean anything about my future. It doesn't mean anything about what I have to do with my life. And also, when you're in a low mood, don't make a big decision. That is the worst time. You're feeling pressure, tension, um, yucky feelings. It's telling you, hey, stop thinking about this. I know sometimes, especially in my faith, I kind of got the idea that people would have these overwhelming experiences that it would be that feeling, that it could be that feeling. It's like an overwhelming feeling, but it's like a yucky feeling. And it's like, no. When, when we have experiences that are telling us to, to follow the spirit and follow this, this still small voice, it's a peaceful feeling or it's a beautiful, overwhelming feeling. There is a difference. And so when we just allow ourselves to be as we are and just notice, oh, I'm in a low mood. Eventually, what happens is we rise back up. Now, what happens if we keep trying to analyze our mood or what happened to our mood or why we're in that mood? We continue to stir that oil and water together and, no and it, nothing happens. I mean, simply by noticing that we're feeling discouraged will change our, our uh, experience of life. I was just talking to my mentor, Michael Neal, the other day. And we were talking about discouragement. And he said, and he said, Joseph, like when you're feeling feelings of discouragement, I just want you to notice. And, and me being all excited, I'm like, and then what? 
And then what do you want me to do? He's like, Joseph, I just want you to notice. So tying that back into habits, what often happens when we are trying to break a habit, we oftentimes get discouraged. So for me personally, I've been trying to get myself back into much better shape. Last year, I I ended up in Minnesota. I thought I was going to be there five, or I thought I was going to be there one month, ended up there many months. And in those many months, I didn't exercise. I didn't, I didn't really work out. I might've done some push-ups and things like that, but I didn't go to the gym. I didn't play basketball. I didn't do all those things. And so I did, I got, I got heavier than I've ever been. I think the highest I remember seeing on the scale is like 207 or something around there. And for me, my general weight focuses right around like 193-ish. But what I really want to be is about 185. Well, I developed a habit while I was in Minnesota of getting... So I love Buffalo Wild Wings. And if you don't know this, they now sell their sauces at all the grocery stores. So I bought the sauces for Buffalo Wild Wings. I bought the good chicken nuggets from uh, Costco. And I would have chicken nuggets and ranch and Buffalo Wild Wings sauce like for lunch and sometimes lunch and dinner every day. Now, ranch is not the terribly most helpful thing for you. And, you know, maybe having like countless chicken nuggets every day isn't either. But that was a habit that I quite enjoyed. It was also a habit that got me into not very good shape. And so when I got back, I about three months ago, I started, you know, lift, lifting weights again. And probably about two months ago, I started to get myself back in ideal shape. And there's a graph that I made with my journey, and it's not over. Like once, once I get to my ideal weight, I'll probably post this on social media, the actual graph. Because it's really up and down. You know, sometimes you, you go down a lot and then you shoot up the next day and then you go down. Speaking of weight, just, you know, you go up in weight and, or down in weight. And it's really interesting and fascinating to look at. Well, when we notice that's just how it works, we're going to go up and down in weight. We're going to go up and down as we're changing habits. But every time we see something a little bit differently, it's like in my desire to get in better shape, I realized after a while that, okay, if I have protein shakes with oatmeal, I'll be sustained and I'll have energy throughout the day. And then recently it was, oh, if I cut, if I take out the milk out of the shakes, I'll save a lot of calories. And then it was, oh, if I have a shake every two to three hours, um, just a smaller shake, then I'll keep the metabolism up, burning a lot of energy. And then it was, oh, well, it just kind of occurred to me to start you know, drinking a lot of water because I heard people do that and that has helped a ton. You know, by drinking water and I actually track the amount of water that I drink each day to make sure that I at least get you know, that gallon of water in there. You know, your body is entirely made of water. So like that is super important. So a lot of times what we really want to do 
is we want our habits to just go away. But that's not how it works, guys. I mean, that's not how it works at all. Because oftentimes we don't know how to change our habits. I had this experience this morning. I was working on my book. And there's a part in there that I've, I've been working on for quite some time. And, and I prayed to know how to best do it. And as I got quiet and as I got silent, you know, the Heavenly Father gave me the answer. He said, try this. And you know what I said? I was like, that won't work. <laughs> And then I realized it was like, wait a second. I just asked for an answer. I got an answer. And then I played with it. And guys, it worked so amazingly well. It was, it was incredible how well it worked. When we get quiet, that's when we find the answers we're looking for. Truthfully, you don't know how to change your habits. Because you've been going that direction for so long. That you're on automatic. I mean, it's very equivalent to having one of those automatic cars and you plug in the destination and you show up. When we take ourselves off of automatic, when we spend more time in silence, like we talked about last week on the podcast, that's where the answers are. I mean, this morning, I just literally, there's, there's a really cool scripture that says counsel with, you know, God in all things. And so I was just counseling with Heavenly Father and just saying, okay, well, what about this? What about this? What about this? And it was as I was starting to create some sort of energy that I was just quiet and that answer came. And guys, after that answer came, I just, I kept being led and guided and I wrote straight for three and a half hours. I mean, I took, I, I probably took a few breaks in there, but like I, I did, I, I wrote straight. That's not to say that I'm such an amazing writer. I'm just a scribe. I, I just write what Heavenly Father tells me to write. But the answers are there. Have you really taken that much time to ask Heavenly Father? or whatever it is that you personally believe in, what the next step is, he's always giving it to us. And when those experiences happen like it happened this morning, I do, I just feel so humbled. Because I know it's not my power I just get to have fun. I just, I just get to be the scribe, being the first person to write down this story. And as Stephen King talks about in his memoir, you're your book's first reader. Now, the point I wanted to share with you guys, and that is the next step. You just have to have the next step. But we try to think almost like somebody would think in chess, like 9,000 moves ahead. 
thinking that we know what the other person's going to do, yet we don't. You don't have to think a thousand steps ahead. You have to take the next step. I, I have that actually written on my vision board as part of this little, these few little statements that I wrote. And one is just take the next step. Now back to this thing on discouragement, because I think this has a lot to do with our habits. There, there's a point on this graph. There was a day that I lost, I lost three pounds. Well, actually I'm looking at it. I probably lost about two pounds or so. And I was so excited and I was so happy. And then I instantly fell back down. The next day, I think I overloaded on like chocolate covered almonds. That's, that's my uh, go-to snack. You know, you got the almond in there, so it's, it's healthy, but you got all the chocolate in there too. It's, eh, you know, so I did that though. I spent time there. Looking at this and seeing how our goals, they, they are so just, I'm so excited to, once, once I finish achieving this goal, to be able to publish this line. Because it's just fascinating. That's how it works. You know, and sometimes we eat perfectly healthy and everything, and the next day I've gained a pound. It doesn't always work. Whatever I did the day before that shows up. You know, as I'm sitting here thinking about what are some of the habits that you guys might have, you know, one of them I'm, I'm thinking is probably, you know, in the area of exercise. It's important to understand the first three months of exercise are just going to not be very fun. There are infinite resources online, bodybuilding.com and others that I've actually used in the past. Now I just kind of do my own workouts. But I did use those for quite some time. There is so much free advice out there. You would be amazed. But you just have to understand the first three months of almost anything is going to be hard. And you're not going to see massive results. I took off five months last year. And I'm just barely, after three months of working out again, I'm just barely beginning to feel some of the back muscles that I used to have. It just takes time. Now, sometimes we look at that and we look in frustration, like, why isn't anything happening? Well, do you look at a seed inside the ground and say, grow already? Of course you don't, because you realize that's how a seed works. But everything in our life is really seed-like. We plant and we grow, we plant and we grow. And the more that I show up, the more that grows in my life, in the goals that I'm working on. Can you imagine what would happen if you just didn't get discouraged when you were trying to change your habits? So often we're trying to change our habits because they, 
they say something about us, or we think they say something about us. But when you try to do anything with lots of thinking on your mind, you're going to perform much worse than you would otherwise. When somebody's in the zone in sports, they're just unconscious. I used the example of BYU before. The other night, they were, they were unconscious. They were playing amazing. They were making all kinds of shots. And then last night, they got in their heads. They got in their heads. They started overthinking their shots. They started overthinking everything. And the other team didn't. And the other team won. When you think that you have to accomplish or change a habit because it says something about you, or I've worked on this for this many years, I've, guys, I've worked on getting in my ideal shape for, I don't know, eight years, maybe more. And I've never done it. I've had injuries. I've had all kinds of things happen. And whether it was the know-how or whether it was the persistence or the resilience, I don't know. It doesn't matter what it was. Funny enough, I did hit my goal for like one day or maybe a few days. And then I was right back on the train that I came in on. Started eating like crazy and everything else. I hadn't made it an actual choice. I'd, I'd made it something I just wanted to, something I thought I had to do. I don't know. Well, actually, I do know now. I, I, I had done this post and I said, I promised that I would post my update in two weeks from that time. And it worked. I did. And I was there for a day. I had another, I had another client and it was interesting because I, there, there's something, I mean, I guess the analogy that's kind of coming to my mind is, you know, taking, doing something that you really don't want to do. There's, there's talk about, I can't remember what they call it. There's talk about forcing yourself to do something that you really don't want to do. And so one of my clients, I, we, we made a deal that he would not only donate to a certain, the school that he absolutely hated's football program. He also said he would post it on social media. And it was interesting because what happened? He did hit his goal. But I don't think he was ever there again. You know, we try all kinds of stuff to get ourselves to change habits. I would say be kind to yourself more than anything. It's adjusting your way of life, but adjust in degrees. I mean, there are certain weight loss program, pro, weight loss television programs that talk about how amazing it is to lose all of this weight in a matter of weeks. From what I understand, it is one of the most unhealthy things that you can possibly do, and they rebound so hard that they not only gain all the weight they lost, 
they also gain more weight. What if you could just take your thinking off of your habits? And if there's any particular habits that you guys want to change, it's it's really cool. We're, We're starting to get more people to the happy and single call that we that I host on Monday mornings. Like the resources are there, guys. I mean, you could come on and depending how many people are on there, you get you raise your hand and you get some coaching. I really do. I just desire to serve and help people get where they want to be. And I want you to know if you think that your goal is going to change your life, it's going to make you happy or anything, it's not. When I was in the best shape of my life eight years ago, I was just super, super jacked. If you go super, super far back on my Instagram, you can actually see it. And I was so insecure. I hadn't come across this understanding that I have now. I was beyond insecure. And now I'm, I'm at the weight. I mean, as of today, just because it's in front of me, I'm, you know, 195.2 pounds. And I'm so much happier than I was when I was, you know, in my perfect shape. Now, there's nothing wrong with being in your perfect shape. It's just we add so much weight. And you know what it's like? It's very similar to you going in a gym. And not being able to lift something that's 50 pounds. Or let's even go with 15 pounds. But then somehow you think it's a great idea to add on another 20 pounds on top of that. The heaviest thing in the world is just your thinking. If you allow it to be. But if you learn that thought just comes and goes. The thought that, oh, if I... If I only get in my ideal shape, the girl of my dreams is going to love me. Maybe. (laughs) You might get in your ideal shape. You might even get the ideal girl. And you might realize that she's nothing like she appears. You got to do things for you. You will be directed step-by-step how to change your habits. I'm serious. If you listen, you will be directed step-by-step. The next step and the next step and the next step. I I think it's a Martin Luther King quote, but you don't have to see the entire staircase, just the next step. Guys, focus on the next tiny step to change your habit because many of you are thinking of these long-term, amazing, incredible plans. I don't know if it works best that way. I don't know you. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to share with you how I went back to going to the gym. So first of all, I made it bearable. Because going to the gym is very similar, especially when you're going every day. And I'm not telling you what to do. You guys got to talk to your doctor and everything else to figure out what's best for you. But it's very similar to going to a giant rock and hitting it with a sledgehammer every day. I mean, there's even a clanging sound in the gym all the time. 
And so I had to do something that would make it fun. So I listen to books and sometimes I listen to music, but I generally listen to books and I'll listen to, you know, a podcast or so also. So I, I did something that made it fun. I just, I made a decision that I was going to go at the time. I think I started going out at least four days a week. And it, I mean, you guys can look up more stuff online, but one day I do shoulders and abs lately I haven't been doing abs, but I do, I've been doing shoulders and then the next day I do back and biceps and then I do chest and triceps. I'm sorry. Usually I do legs and then I do chest and triceps the following day. So four days a week. And then I, after a while I bumped that up to six. So I was getting one and a half workouts of each thing in, or basically I was getting in three times of each muscle group every two weeks. And then I started off with just super low weights. You know, it's, it's more about the flex of your muscles than it is about the amount of weight you're lifting. And so I started out with just, you know, super lightweights, especially because I've had shoulder injuries and my shoulders weren't strong enough or able to lift a lot. And so I just started out small and then I just kept going and going and going and going and, but I'm, I'm still, it's been three months and I'm not anywhere close to where I was before. But I just keep going. We put a timeline on our goals saying I have to change my habits by this time. And if I don't, it means I failed. I've had some of the same goals for years and haven't accomplished them yet. But that's okay. I'm learning every day. I'm learning new techniques, new, new ways to go about things. If you took off the pressure for yourself, of all the thinking you have about why you have to achieve this goal and what's going to happen if you don't. And if you don't achieve this goal, then, you know, your child on the other side of a, a giant plank that you have to walk across, you know, two skyscrapers is going to die. A lot of stuff that's taught doesn't really help us. The most helpful thing is understanding that we have thinking go through our head. So we think, and we believe some of those thoughts to be true. But what if you didn't? What if you absolutely trusted yourself, trusted what you felt about all the things that you can do? Now, let me rephrase that. Trust in the next step. Now, for you, Heavenly Father might speak differently through inner wisdom. He might tell you stuff different than somebody else, because guess what? You're a different person. A lot of the stuff that people tell you to do, it might have worked for them, because that was what they learned when they were in their zone. But it might not work for you. They don't know you. And whether you're religious or not, I, I truly believe that we have a loving Heavenly Father that knows us, believes in us, and will inspire and direct you step by step. Whether, whether it's a tiny part that you're stuck in on your book, whether it's a tiny part that you're stuck in in your life, 
or any other habit that you have. I I love T.S. Eliot's quote, when I pray, coincidences happen. When I don't, they don't. It's amazing what happens when we turn to a power higher than ourselves. There was this really cool scripture that I came across this morning. And it says, look unto me in every thought, doubt not, fear not. Me being the Savior, Jesus Christ. It says, look unto me in every thought, doubt not, fear not. I love that. Any thought that I have, I'm given permission to look unto him and say, hey, is this coming from thee? And then he says, doubt not and fear not. If it's coming from him, if it's coming from this place, you'll feel peace, you'll feel a wonderful feeling. And if it's not, you'll feel that yucky feeling. Almost as if you're like walking, you know, starting to walk into a bad neighborhood and it's like, eh, something's a bit off here. I probably should get out of here. It's just that. It's just, it's just a beautiful way of showing you, hey, if it leaves you feeling good, it's for you. If it leaves you feeling bad, it's not for you. And as you look and just simply ask the question of whatever you believe in, hey, what's my next step? How do I change this? How do I change this habit? And then follow it. There's, there's something else I, I feel I need to add on. I was just about to wrap up. And that was going to be the final statement, but I guess not. The other thing I want to add is I actually forced myself sometimes to do things I don't want to do. If I want the end result, and if I just kind of don't want to do it on a daily basis, so I've forced myself every day to play 21 minutes on the guitar, to read the Book of Mormon 30 minutes a day, to spend at least five minutes visualizing, to... What else? Let's see. To write, write in my book at least 21 minutes a day, um, to journal. Anyways, like, but to do certain things that I just wanted to do every day. And I haven't missed on those, the seven things that I've decided for myself, I haven't missed a day. And, and I've, I've given myself leniency. It's like, okay, with writing a book, like sometimes my, my schedule is super, super stacked. And if it is, and like, I've, I've got places to drive and stuff. And if I don't have anything coming from, you know, like if I don't have time to write, I'll turn on a book about writing for 21 minutes. And you know, what's funny. Sometimes we look at that and be like, oh, well, you weren't actually writing. Well, it's amazing because I've gotten answers in those 21 minutes. I mean, Stephen King's memoir on writing is one of my favorite books ever. There is so much truth in that book. It is just incredible. I love that book. I, I read it plenty. There's so much power. There's so much wisdom out there. Do the best you can. You know, and then on the flip side, I actually did, pr- I practiced my guitar in the car, not while I was driving, but someone else was driving for 21 minutes. You don't have to do everything perfectly. You can figure stuff out. But by forcing myself to play 21 minutes every day, and I've been consistent since the beginning of the year, but I've been learning Sweet Child of Mine since 
last July. And I'm still only about three quarters of the way through because some of those solos are just hard. But I just keep plugging away, guys. I keep plugging away, plugging away. And sometimes I do notice feelings of discouragement arise. It's like, oh, I want to be learning this faster. Why aren't I done with this yet? When I don't have feelings of discouragement about my guitar playing or the other is, well, if I was really committed, I could, I could spend more time each day and then I'd already have it done. Any feeling that leaves you tension, upset, overwhelmed, frustrated, yucky, is not serving you. So if you're not getting done those things that you want to, start off with 21 minutes a day. If you can't do 21, do 15. If you can't do 15, do 10, 5. If you can't do that, do 1. If you're writing a book and can't do that, write one sentence a day. You will be amazed at what happens in your life. And just follow that next step. They always come. And then another next step, and another next step, and another next step. To infinity and beyond. Now, if you've made it to this point in the podcast, I'd like to invite you to go ahead and subscribe to the podcast. I don't know how you got here, but that way, if you ever want to get back here again, it's right there for you in your subscriptions. And if you haven't already joined us, one of the really cool things that I do that's free for anyone that would like to participate is each Monday morning at 10 a.m. Arizona time, I host a group coaching call for Happy and Single. Anyone is welcome to come on. And you can even receive a little bit of one-on-one -on -one coaching time with me, depending on how many people are in the call. Now, every now and then that schedule changes. So you can go to the website happynsingle.com to be able to look at the schedule and also to be able to find the link to the Zoom room. Now, at the same time, if you would prefer a more one-on-one -on -one type of coaching experience where you can sit down and share your hopes and dreams and, and just kind of the stuff going on in your world, then there's another option available for you as well. Now, the bulk of my business is actually doing one-on-one -on -one coaching. If that's something you're interested in exploring, I've got a few spots open in my coaching practice. You can just message me on Instagram at the It's Possible Guy, and we can sit down and have a chat. And it doesn't matter where you're at in the world. I've worked with people across the world. I do everything over Zoom, so it actually makes it pretty easy. Thank you guys so much again for listening. And go out and live your adventure. Thank you.